And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 202, aka season 3, episode 22, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do this as a call-in show, uh, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301, that's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you this week, MC? Um, Nothing. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is uh, somebody asked me about the whole, uh, um, you know, true, <clears throat> you know, libertarian versus... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Anarchist or Big L versus Little L? Yeah. So, and I said I said both. Um, so, you know, in in my life, I can try to be, uh, you know, full uh, libertarian uh, as I can. And then, if I want to vote for somebody, I will. If I if I really see somebody that I really want to put in that seat then I will. I, I don't really have any problem with that myself. Um, that being said, I didn't vote last time. Um, and I don't know if I'll vote again, ever. So, <laughs> but uh, See, and for yeah. me, there's nobody I want to put in any seat of power over me at all. At all. It's a, it's a weird sure. thing. I'm, yeah, and, I, and I, I understand your position. Um, th- but from from my perspective, if, if I can put somebody less dangerous in the seat, uh, I will take that uh, opportunity. Sure. Um, just because the seat, the seat's there, every, you know, I can't say everybody believes it, but enough people in, in the public believe it enough to where uh, at least that person in that seat has, has the ability to uh, change the, the, the system. I guess, sure. <laughs> or or maybe even drop bombs or not drop bombs, and so that's that's where uh, that it, and surely that's the only thing I really care about as far as uh, actual politics as as far as Federal what politics. I want what what do I want my government to do? Well, number one, not kill not kill people in other countries. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get any simpler than that. <laughs> it's like and. And then we can we can go down the list with you know, all the things I, I I don't want government to do, um, but yeah, we we've we've done that before. So <laughs> just don't do anything. Just go home. Yeah, get a real stay, job. Stay home. Get a yeah, exactly. <laughs> stay home. Get a real job. Become a productive member of society. Um, and yeah, you're right. We, I mean, we've had the discussion before, and I I totally get um, the perspective. Right. And what my biggest problem from the argumentative position um, with that belief structure has always been, I don't ever want to concede the point uh, that the government will always exist. Right. Like the, the, you know, the, the whole goal is to live a life, you know, unencumbered by the state and hopefully at some point to eliminate the state. Now, if you if you operate under the assumption that, you know, the uh, the government is going to exist and therefore these are the policies that it should hold um, in my opinion like that's already that's already a losing battle um, because you can see the most important aspect of, of being an anarchist and living an anarchist experience uh, 
and that's that this the state is unnecessary and you you know do your best to to not participate with it or into it at all um, uh, you know and and with the voting you know like of course right oh man if they were gonna if they're gonna allow me to do more stuff you know by all means i'll vote for that candidate um is you know or uh well we someone's gonna sit in the seat and it cannot be this person um is how you end up with you know libertarians for Donald trump right as bizarre because <laughs> you know the, the excuse is well someone's gonna be president and it can't be hillary right it's like it's it's a concessionary tactic uh, to say well so someone is going to sit in the seat of power uh, we got to make sure that you know it's it's the least bad of the available options and even that's not true right because how many other third party uh, candidates were available but no the 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 goal changes to not this one um, and so you end up voting for stuff right and then even you know with the the current uh, border crisis right amongst uh, a certain uh, set of individuals who might self-describe as libertarians right they go well as long as we're going to have a welfare state right then we have to close the borders i go well stop conceding that first point right you know if if, if that's the argument was well, as long as we're going to have this then that's the argument for like every government program that's ever going to be right as long as we're going to have poverty and poor people then we got to tax the rich you know as long as we're going to do this then you know this has to be done by the state it's like no you know if the welfare state's the problem let's not talk about borders let's shift you know let's shift the conversation to ending the welfare state you know for the people who don't want the borders let's talk about the welfare state then you know let's talk about uh, all the entitlement programs that that corporations and companies get and all the handouts that you know poor folks get and let's end those right and then we don't have to talk about the border because the border is not even the real issue the border is like a false issue um you know for well well hell for racist um uh, and and bigoted individuals um uh, and for some reason you know it's a cover uh for individuals with those belief structures who hide out within the libertarian party because then they now they have now they have the cover right we can talk about keeping out dirty mexicans because as long as we're going to have a welfare state um uh, you know those types of things need to be done and so again personally i never want to make that concession Right. You know, we it, it, I will talk about theory all day long, uh, but I will never concede the point that the government is necessary or the fact that so long as we have one, um, these are the types of policies that should implement. It's why I don't really follow too much of what's going on at the Cato Institute uh, anymore, because a lot of their um, a lot of their policy analysts or analytics uh, are based around the idea that, well, the government's going to exist. How do we, you know, how do we alter it to suit our needs and our benefits rather than how do we take it down and get around it so it doesn't interfere and impact our daily lives? MC? Hmm. Well, I, I understand, but yeah, my, my, uh, my position still stands so, too. So, <laughs> yeah. The weird thing right now is like, I know, um, at least in where I'm sitting, uh, geographically, they have the, the Free State Project, of which I am a participant, uh, has the Liberty Forum going on. And so we went down there. We didn't go to any of the speakers or see any of that um, because a lot of it was like, I don't, 
I don't, I don't find it necessary at this point. Like, I don't know what the speech is going to say or what the speaker is going to say to like change my belief or to change my behavior one way or the other. Um, and we were at, uh, you know, a, a potluck gathering on Tuesday uh, prior to Liberty Forum last week, Tuesday. And, you know, I was talking with another guy and I was like, man, like, even if I wanted to go to Liberty Forum, like, I don't know most of these speakers are number one, like what they don't, they're, they don't fit within that, um, celebritarian mold where I recognize them and like appreciate their work. Like, Oh my God, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. (laughs) So I I kind of avoided it. Like I just went, all right, whatever. You know, someone told us we needed to go up and check out the alt expo. I'm like, I'm, I'm not in the market for anything that those people are selling. You know, like I just, you know, maybe a handful of silver here and there, but like, what, you know, I'm just, I'm not shopping right now. So I don't even need to be there. Um, But, you know, and, and being a, a more political organization, I don't know if they're going to have speakers uh, of the, uh, what I'm going to say is like, you know, the agorist or individualist anarchist uh, mentality saying like, well, how do we operate in this world uh, absent and around the state as much as possible? It's all, you know, uh, I think one of, the, one of it is like, well, what exactly is property? As if we need to hash that out again for another four hour speech. Right. <laughs> Covered. Uh, you know, so I, I, even even amongst like that crowd, um, I feel like there's not much left uh, on the table to offer me as far as, you know, arguments in favor of voting for one policy or the other. Right. Even, you know, again, now that I'm here, there's a, a few Facebook groups that I'm in. And, you know, one of the representatives posted, you know, in the group how. Um, you know, more freedoms are being taken away and this came up for vote and he voted against it and it passed. And this came up for vote and he voted against it and it passed. And this came up for vote. And because it was allowed more freedom, he voted for it and it failed. Right. And I go, well, there's your problem right there. <laughs> right. Even, even the representatives in the voting structure, right. If you, even if you cast a vote and you lose, right, you're still in the position of now what, right. Wh- where do we go from here? Uh, now that the law is not in our favor and my answer has always been do it anyway, right? Whatever, you know, do it more secretly, maybe, right? Whereas you might be able to have flaunted, uh, you know, your marijuana sales, uh, you know, in states where it's legal, right? Where it's not legal there, you were still able to sell it. You're still, people were still able to buy it. Um, and it was, you know, wasn't taken away. So the whole part of like going through the voting process, even as a representative, right? Even if this guy was like the, you know, the A number one, somehow, you know, 99% anarchist, uh, but happens to hold an elected representative seat, right? If you, if, if he wins, then you can do it, you know, in the white market. And if he loses, then you're like forced by the hand of the state to do it in the black market. Uh, But the bottom line is you can still do it. So I don't really care. I've never really cared, you know, what goes on um, in that realm of things because my, it's just do it anyway. Do it and don't get caught. Even in the white market, right? Do it and then keep as much of the money as you can without having to pay it in taxes because until, you know, until they go forth and abolish that, um, I'm still going to be doing my best to keep the most of my money out of the hands of the state uh, if and whenever possible. Just do it anyway. I don't care what the law says. 
I don't care what the representatives say. I don't care how the vote goes down. <laughs> I, I, do, I do as it pleases me. Right? I, I act in the pleasure of my individual self. There's a there's a town in Mexico. I don't know the name of it. Um, they uh, they were being threatened by, uh, I guess this is a long time ago, but the the government at the time, and they were the, so the government was going to come come through and and uh, destroy, sorry, take all their trees or cut cut the trees down and destroy this this town basically economically and. Uh, they even threatened to uh, take all the women and, you know, just be horrible people, basically. Sure. And so the the, the town got together, and uh, the next time they came through, the next day, they uh, prevented them from, from doing so. And so they, you know, took took the uh, oppressors out of their cars and, and uh, you know, beat them and chased them out and... Maybe even killed a few of them, but sure. um, so they were successful in defending their town. And at that point, they decided they didn't like politicians. And so, to this day, um, politicians are not allowed in that town. Um, Good for them. But um, they still have a form of governance um, that is basically uh, like. I, I want to say like conservative, like keep it how it is. And if you want to do something, let's say you want to uh, you know, b- build a hotel, um, you would basically have to make sure it's okay with everybody before you do it. Um, well, that's nonsense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they don't have laws, but they still have, you know, people and people might uh you know they they still have you know a, a hierarchy um and so i don't know it's just you know one one more way of looking at you know what is what is government and what are uh you know it how how much how much freedom is is possible in uh in the absence of a uh you know written government um sure so yeah i don't know i that's one of those things i i i I don't really know like like you know we we mentioned like well you could go to a ghost town but uh and and you could you know have your own system however you want to have it and then uh but the only problem is there's nobody there (laughs) and that's part of the problem too yeah nobody wants nobody wants to be there and um so uh yeah what do you what do you think what what is what what would be the best option for that for that town um to well, you, could, you know ab- abandon their uh hierarchical structure of you know townspeople getting together to decide you know what can happen in that town or not yeah so at at the very least right i could i could see an argument where the town operates um like a uh like an HOA, like a housing authority, uh, insofar as, you know, if you move, in, if you move into this town, right, you know, you operate by whatever informal rules and informal structure that the town has. Uh, but I would never, but if you, if you had already existed in that town and there's no like official rule set, uh, 
I would I would never advocate you seeking permission to do with what you want on your own property, right? That's that's where I have always drawn the line, right? If it's mine, I can do what I want with it. If it's my land, I'll build with what I want on it. I don't need your permission to do so. Um, and then again, we can take that back into the realm of well, what if they try to stop you? And I would say, well. This is this is the like the the be all end all of property rights is, you know, either they uh, e- either they respect it and they let you do as you please or they violate it and you have to physically defend it. Uh, and that's, you know, it's 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 an unfortunate truth of how things really work, uh, despite all like, you know, the 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 theories and, and the rhetoric of how things could operate absent the state. Right. It's it's either it's respected or it's defended against. So in that town, if you wanted to build a hotel and the townspeople said no. Right. Those are your options. Right. <laughs> build it, build it and defend it or convince them to let you to do it. Like there's there's no middle ground and there's no way for, um, you know, there's there's no police or politics to get in the way of your ability to defend it. It comes down to that. You can defend it. And if you're successful, you can have your building. If it's cost prohibitive to defend it, right, that's something else entirely. Um, but if you do, but if you build it and then people attack it, right, then you, you are definitely well within your rights to go recoup, you know, the, the cost of defense, I would say. Um, again, by whatever, whatever means necessary. Uh, and I don't need, you know, I don't need state law or federal law or Mexican law uh, to tell me that, especially in a place absent the law. Right. The 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 people saying like, no, you can't build it have to understand that as well. Right. Is if they try to stop you, um, they might find themselves uh, on the wrong end of a bullet when you come back looking, you know, looking to recoup what you've lost. And that's a risk on their part. I don't know if I got it up uh, for show prep or not, but there was a uh, there was a recent article or headline that I just came across where, you know, an individual was killed. Because he refused to turn in his guns, right? As the cops were trying to, it was like a red flag law or whatever that thing is. And he like, you know, he refused to turn in his guns as they were trying to confiscate it from him. Uh, and they put him down, right? And so that's, you know, that's always that's always going to be a thing, right? Is someone's going to encroach and whoever's, you know, whoever's stronger uh, is going to end up winning in that in that respect. So there's there's costs and benefits and i would say you know if it's yours do what you want and defend against it and if someone tries to take it put them down first and then make you know make sure that they know i don't you know when when we were arguing with uh anarcho communists more frequently on facebook uh and you know i'd say like well i'll just i'll just have my property and defend against it and they'd said you know we will come and take it anyway and i said my argument was always you can try to come and i will build a fence and a wall out of the bones of all the commies who have tried before you to take it and failed, right? As a reminder to you of what happens when you try to aggress against me. Uh, and so I don't have a problem with that either, right? It's, it's yours. You keep it and you do what you want with it. Otherwise, the question has to become whose is it? And if your neighbors are telling you you can't do what you want on your own property, um, you know, then, the, then those are the people who think that they rule over you. And those are now, you know, the usurpers of your freedom and your liberty, and they should be put down as well. <laughs> and I have zero problem with that. 
All right, I'll switch gears here a little bit. Go back into politics of the uh, uh, the current times. Um, So Trump was uh, giving his State of the Union address. Oh, what a joy that was. Um, I didn't listen to it. I just, I I hear things, uh, you know, he said, he said, or she said, whatever. She said, he said. The sarcastic clap seen around the world. So I, most of it I didn't see, but the the one thing I did hear was that, uh, that Trump said that uh, socialism isn't going to happen in the U.S. Something about something around that effect, right? Um, and so help uh, me, Jesus. The the only problem I have with uh, him saying that you know when everybody's listening is is not, is now it's official, it's it's official that um, that that is the new uh uh the, the new sides so people are going to start taking sides so before socialism was like oh you know those those people you know they're kind of the one outsiders from and, Vermont. and they they don't really want socialism they want you know they just want something else they're really anti-capitalist and but but now because trump said uh you know socialism is bad well, now there's going to be a whole bunch of people that just because they hate Trump are going to say socialism is good, you know? And so that's, 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 you know, just because he said it, that is the new fight, I believe. Okay. Um, so, so I think that's where we're heading is, is the, is a mainstream fight now of socialism and, uh, and, and the, the, the capitalists are so weak right now. Like they they're so, um unwilling to stand up for it like you know like well the biggest companies especially in tech capitalism you you mean right uh no nobody's standing up for it at all i mean even even the the big corporations that are making millions of dollars that they're still uh getting their government subsidies and and stuff like that and they don't want that to end so they're not they're not going to fight against the socialists i i believe um i i think it'll just devolve into okay you know the social they'll, they'll they'll give things to socialists as long as they can you know keep their their handouts um and uh yeah there is there's not very much uh defenders of, of capitalism i i believe left um and and they it's it's not very uh yeah it's not very popular for like you think like google and facebook uh and all all the media companies they're they're all uh you know against capitalism even though they they thrive on it right i mean they're they're making a whole lot of money and uh uh and yeah they're they're gonna (laughs) they're gonna end it for themselves uh and everybody else too i think but yeah that's that's the new fight now is is against socialism but uh there's not any real support for it because you know the, the the Republicans you know love love the uh, the welfare state you know for for their military at least, yep. Um, or in their wars, and then and the yeah the left wants handouts for everything. So, <laughs> well, at some point the bill comes due, and it may not oh, yeah. be the corporations to, you know to foot it as they as you know their owners and shareholders and the the, you know the the capitalists behind the scenes who don't want to say publicly that they like the capitalist system right slowly but surely move offshore move wealth somewhere else 
and the, and then what? Yeah, and and it's still and it still all hinges on on the U.S. dollar. But uh, you know, <laughs> same thing is happening in Venezuela. You know, once you get the socialism, then <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of it until until the thing collapses. Um, so yeah, once the dollar once once we lose the dollar reserve status um that's that's gonna be that's gonna be it um so i don't know i i, I like what ron paul says he says a subservient society or civilization doesn't i can't remember the word he used but subservient people don't don't deserve uh freedom okay um so yeah this it's just you know it, you know it, it, it should come down <laughs> it will and it should <laughs> Yeah, the, I guess the what ends up with people like you and me though um, is we get we're we're part of the collateral damage of that collapse, right? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, you know we might leave. That's true. Um, yeah, I I I see that happening. I see a lot of people leaving. Just I mean, same same as Venezuela. Yeah, but you know, but th then you leave. You're one of the you you know you you're one of the few that leaves. Um, and then what's what's you know what's the cost of that right then you got to rebuild whatever somewhere else oh sure uh, you know it's so there's still a cost involved oh yeah uh, and you know f for me i guess i go like well when there's when there's no food left on the shelves right you know the the, the local farmer friend who's like you know capitalist friendly um mm -hmm. uh, you know is is still not going to have enough product to fulfill everybody's needs and mm -hmm. so on a, on a micro level right that's kind of like the the thing here uh, again when we when we made the move uh you know uh, m started to to launch her own business and services and whatnot that she offers and one thing one of the things that you learn real quickly is the the community of freedom liberty-minded individuals is not large enough to sustain uh, the wealth that you would you would hope to get from your own business, right? Like you, you sure. need to you need to export your services to people outside the community, and so you know, so if if socialism comes around to all, right? There's not enough services or products, you know, within this little community to sustain it, uh, let alone all the other people, you know, around it that are also going to be hit and hurt uh, by the the socialist agenda. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean when it's, sure. when I say it's going to be collateral damage. Like you, you can escape, but where, where are you, number one, where are you going to escape to, and what are you going to be able to take with you? Yeah. Well, for me, probably South America. But um, yeah, there's, there's, I don't know. There's plenty of places in the world to go. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, but again, you know what 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 is the cost of going? Not not like the plane ticket out, right? But the the convenience of the current lifestyle that you know they oh well the i mean if there's no food on the shelves you know that that equation is going to look a lot different <laughs> so, okay yeah that's true <laughs> it's going to be what is the benefit of leaving not the, what is the cost <laughs> maybe true might be nothing left here worth staying for might might not be you know who knows depends how far along the road they kick the can right yeah if they if they stem the tides now right and, and get this, rid of and this, know, the is, and this is state now Again, this is all, all uh, determined by the, the basically the U.S. dollar status, um, if if and when that ends. And so, 
my prediction is is it will end. People that make predictions are usually wrong, so I'll, I'll be you know I'll put a a, a twenty year uh, limit on on that bet. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to it, but that's you know again I I hate to to insult uh, his Lord and Savior Ron Paul, uh, but that's the the one biggest criticism of all his predictions is. Oh sure. There's, there's no legitimate well, time window for it, and whatever it so, should have been has closed. So let's put put that into perspective, though. So he he was saying that that uh you know the the dollar is going to lose reserve status eventually. Uh, he thought it was going to happen a lot sooner than yes. now. But if so, I I was I was reading some articles about about uh, uh, reserve currencies throughout history. And, and somebody pointed out that they, you know, last between like 50 and 60 years, typically. So average. Um, so if you if you take the uh, the 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 point at which the dollar, you know, wasn't backed by gold anymore, the Bretton Woods uh, decision, then that was 1971 or two or something like that, right? Okay. So we're right at the point where it should you know, the dollar should be failing. Um, so you know, between now and, and 20 years uh, would, would be the right time for it to fail. Not not when Ron Paul was, uh, you know, hoping it would. Uh, or maybe not hoping, but predicting, predicting it would. at least, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know how he was looking at it um, or, or if he did analyze it, you know, that same way or not. So I, I think his prediction could be true. Um, well, yeah, and again, given but, a given a long enough time frame, right, right, right. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm so where where he was saying, oh, you know, in ten or twenty years, this will happen, and he was saying that thirty years ago. Um, I think it, it's it's a lot more accurate now, uh, given the history of of uh, world reserve current world reserve fiat currencies. Sure, but you've also got I think the 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 other example that I saw was like the British pound which has, you know, had a run of over like 300 years uh, as a fiat currency that has existed without failure. And Oh, I'm not saying it without failure. I'm saying world reserve status. Okay. So the dollar will still be around, uh, but it might not be the world reserve currency anymore. Yeah. And that, so when that happens, it, what, what it means is that uh, uh, li- lifestyle, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, I don't know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> ooh, it's gonna get it's gonna get more difficult for people living in the U.S. The, the, okay. The, the the you know people's economy is gonna change. It's gonna be you know harder for them to get cheap Chinese goods because uh, well the Chinese aren't gonna want our money as as much anymore if it's not the world reserve currency. And now right. if it's if China ends up being the world reserve currency, which I don't think that'll happen either. Um, then uh, you know it, it it will be like the like a reverse, and so it'll be all the people in the U.S. working in, at at in factory jobs, and then you know people in China China getting the benefit of being able to you know print money to get what they want. Um. So is your your entire analysis is based on the point in which the dollar stops being the world reserve currency? Right, and that's when that's when real competition will happen. Because right now, the the U.S. benefits greatly 
I mean, we we owe we owe almost everything we have to the fact that the dollar is the world reserve currency because we can okay. print so much money and don't really have to to pay for it. Well, that's yet again another can that they kick down the road. Right. Right. Arguing five billion over a wall where you know we're what close close to twenty trillion dollars and some well that's debt somehow that's not even about the whatever wall. Whatever that that's means. About, all that is is about Trump. Sure. They don't care if, if the money gets spent or not. They uh, they just want to stop Trump because that's that's the that's the battle, and that's the whole reason why the socialism uh, statement is such a big deal because now that moves the the bar from being about a wall now to being like, oh, well, we have to have socialism now because Trump said it's bad. Okay. I, I hear you. I'm not, and again, I'm not advocating for the wall or for Trump. Oh, sure. What I'm, sure, I'm sure. just comparing, I'm comparing the argument to like, you know, being so much in debt and yet, you know, we're, we're still like the reserve currency of the world. Like, what, <laughs> Which is crazy. It's crazy. It's but absolutely it's, nuts. It's still, it still is for the moment and that could change at any time. And when it ha happens, it's going to be a rude awakening <laughs> for people in the U.S., right? And that, and and it could lead to hyperinflation. It could, you know, all that stuff could happen, like Ron Paul s predicts, uh, or or it could take a, a you know a really long time. Which, which um, is why, again, which is why I think the 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 prediction has to have like a time frame and some and some other yeah. metric attached to it. Yeah, because and so that's why I say t ten years, and and the metric is. World reserve uh, status. Yeah, well, world reserve status is is really important. Because um, if you're going for, purchasing power, it's already gone. It's like at one percent of what it was when it started. The Federal Reserve note. Well, yeah, but we can print as many as we want and still get everything we want, though. So, which is crazy. Per 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 dollar doesn't really matter. What what matters is that is that people still accept them. Yeah, and and and. and, and so basically what I'm saying is if China started printing a whole bunch of money right now, it wouldn't matter. It would just cause inflation of their currency and devaluating devaluing their currency faster than ours. And, and you know, we wouldn't care because we, we're, we're trying to get their, their goods. And so as, as long as they accept our currency at a greater rate than their own, then, uh, then we'll be ahead. So anyway... Um, that's that, that. My prediction is, yeah, the world reserve currency is not going to be the U.S. dollar for forever. Maybe it'll be Bitcoin. Um, maybe uh, maybe it'll be a hybrid. You know, gold and uh, precious metals and and Bitcoin. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's coming. Okay. And I I I don't see any reason for the world reserve currency to be anything other than gold, silver, and, and Bitcoin and platinum, stuff like that. Uh, because uh, what, what would be the point? Like s switching to another fiat, that would be like, that would be, uh, it'd be just, it would just be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the whole reason that the U.S. It was the, the world reserve currency is because it was backed by gold and silver. At one point. Yeah, and then and they decided to d do what Rome did and... and uh, Debase uh, de the currency. Yeah, debase the currency. And it's not even based any on anything now. So, um, yeah, that that should end. You know, S same thing as, uh, uh, you know, fr freedom in in in, in the U.S. It, it should end because the people aren't aren't standing up for it.
Yeah. They don't. I, I mean, they don't deserve it. <laughs> that's probably true. They don't deserve to have the world reserve currency of the world because, uh, well, it's not based on anything. It's, it's it's based on their wonderful printing presses that makes this wonderful cloth money with, uh, you know, green. Uh oh. Yeah, based on all the. Uh, oh, I lost you for a second there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my my computer froze. Oh. Or locked. It locked. But yeah. So back. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I thought it, I thought it was something on my end. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, money's really important to me, at least. Well, to the world. <laughs> only and again, only as a medium of exchange, right? Like it's we. China accepts, you know, U.S. dollars because they're trying to get rid of Chinese goods, right? Right. Like we want the Chinese goods, right? Some of it. I don't, you know, if you ever ever bought stuff on Wish, you you know that it's not all high quality <laughs> manufactured stuff coming out of there for cheap. Oh sure. Six to eight weeks shipping my ass. No, I hear you. I mean, I don't, I don't have much uh, to add to that. I guess it's, you know, the, the predictions have been out there. The, the currency has devalued, uh, man, seems like as much as it probably should before people start to notice. Do you remember the Amero? Do you remember all the, like, what was like the late? Aughts? Right. They're like, the, so the Alex, yeah, oh, they were, so the they Alex were talking, Jones conspiracy. Well, they, they were talking about making a, a, a joint, uh, economy with, uh, I guess Canada, Mexico, and, and the U.S. Yep, those are the three. Um, back when they were afraid, and then 2008 happened, and it was just like, uh, well, let's just let's just print more of these things, you know, yeah. and, then, and that worked. So then the, the, everything else kind of just went away. They stopped arguing about it. It's kind of funny. It's the bizarre thing about fiat that I just I can't quite put my finger on. The, the way that it's just accepted everywhere with everybody it's like we we can we can theoretically recognize that the currency is worth so much less than it was however being propped up by this world reserve status but everyone everyone knows right that it's inflationary and printed on demand and so it shouldn't have this status and then when you go like well you got to get out of the u.s dollar right everyone goes well even if it gets debased that much, right, they'll just convert it to something else, right? So, you know, when the when the Amero was a thing, it was like, so what if it loses its value? You just take like a hundred of your U.S. dollars and then you get one Amero and then everything resets to the Amero standard. I go, what? Well, that doesn't make any sense either, right? So, you know, what exactly do you peg it to and who decides, and as long as it's a fiat deciding or a government deciding by decree uh, what it's, you know, what the value of certain things are going to be pegged to, right? You know, you, you go to the supermarket and rather than like, you know, five bucks, it's like 0.05 Amero for whatever it is you're buying. Like, what do you care? You know, you should care, but, you know, it's, it's so, it's such a weird, it's a, it's a weird thing to analyze. And then yet, where do you go from there? Like, who cares? Right. If it if it turns into the Amero or the peso or the yuan or whatever it is, right, the you know, the smart people up top are gonna get the conversion done first, and the poor people on the bottom are gonna get wiped out in the process, um, somewhat, um, and then it gets carried on. So, you know, what can you do? Have stuff. 
have tradable stuff to barter with, I guess, or to sell off later. I don't know. I don't know. I, I still keep thinking about all the the recent posts I saw on Facebook about, you know, about all the people who hate socialism now, you know, because Trump said socialism is bad. Yeah. And, and they don't realize, like, how socialist we already are. Like, it's, yeah. it's already, it's already unsustainable. Already. It's just, you know, the, 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 the can is still able to be kicked down the road because of, well, because we can print money still. Um, and at some point that's going to end at some point, we don't know when <laughs> my, right. my prediction will say 10, 20 years. Um, but it's, it's so funny that hearing people argue that, you know, like really hardcore Republican socialism it's bad and then like oh but except except for the socialism that we already have and except for the socialism right. that you want and so, except for and, and all those people are, are you know pro border wall too it's like you know uh, it's, it's, it's very it's very frustrating yeah socialism national socialism us, not for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had another argument with somebody about he he was upset that that people uh from Mexico were, were, you know, coming to work in the U.S. and then sending money home, right? And I said, well, you, you don't understand how, how markets work because if a Mexican comes to the U.S. to do work and somebody gives him money for it, that means they, the work that he did was valued more than the money that he, he was given. Otherwise, why have him here? Like, it's right. it'd be pointless. So a Mexican comes here, you know, picks oranges and they turn it into orange juice and they sell that orange juice for a profit at a store. And people in the U.S. are richer for having orange juice in the store. You know, it could be like Venezuela where there's no orange juice in the store. Um, that would be bad. And so having the Mexicans come, you know, come make orange, you know, help uh, produce orange juice for us uh, actually lowers the cost and makes the U.S. a better place to live because, you know, it's pretty awesome to have you know, cheap orange juice at the store but wouldn't it be better and, if there was an american picking the oranges and not some dirty mexican sending it sending the money home well maybe but then you know the the cost of the oranges orange juice would be higher so well, that's not good for americans yeah it's not so the the mexican coming to to the u.s to make money and send it home is actually improving the quality of the u.s is my point and he would not con concede that that argument um, he he's just so upset that that U.S. green paper is is crossing the border. Like I, I, it's so it's so frustrating. <laughs> you know? Who cares? See, it doesn't again, matter. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say two things to that. First, uh, that's another weird thing when you talk about international currency exchange, mm -hmm. right? Because even if U.S. dollars cross the border into Mexico, right, they still have to be used. To purchase U.S. goods at some point, right? That's you know, you you can convert it to pesos, or again yuan or yen or whatever whatever country you end up trading with. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point down the line, um, you know, U.S. dollars are used to purchase U.S. goods, and Chinese dollars are used to purchase Chinese goods, and Mexican dollars are used to purchase Mexican goods, right? So I don't. It's it's still a trade somewhere off into the future. Like some future some future trade is going to occur where it's going to it's it's a wash basically um, on that. So who so I'm I'm with you. Like who cares? And 
I want to jump back to the, the Trump State of the Union speech real quick because you reminded me. Uh, you reminded me of what I was thinking at the time, which is, wow, some of what he said, right, resonates with a certain group of people, right? The, the freedom-minded, the freedom lovers, the people who are like, you know, oh, sure. yeah, America wasn't founded on socialism and we're a free country of free people and free individuals. Uh, but it also reminded me of like all the rhetoric of, of uh, Ronald Reagan in the past Oh, yeah. which yeah. sounded really good like you want to take a sound bite of that you want to you want to like you want to put make quotes of that go like listen listen this is what this guy said listen to it. this is this is the freedom guy like you know small government no government government is a problem not the solution yeah that's you know that's my guy that's our guy uh until they start doing things right <laughs> or in this case maintaining things you know, like a like you know, like we said, the the socialist military or the border wall or any other socialist policy um, that he has, you know, the uh, the ability to to put an end to, right? Because that was another part of his speech um, that sh- may have resonated with UMC, as when he said, you know, uh, America shouldn't be fighting um, endless wars, right, across the globe, right? Let's let's put a stop to that. And then the, the, the real quick libertarian analysis was, well, the buck stops there because he's the commander in chief. If anyone has the power to put an end to endless wars around the globe, it's the sitting president. So to talk about it in a state of a union speech and to not act on the words of the speech just is even worse than hypocritical uh, because it's, it's actively deceptive and deceitful and so he can talk a good game but where's where's the action to back it up headlines comes next headlines all right that's that might come next (laughs) sure all right i'm gonna move this one first because this one was actually posted um by a friend of the show uh onto the show prep page so i'm sure if he's listening he wants to hear us talk about it uh headline american anarchist John Galton shot dead in Acapulco. Uh, headline, Cheesecake Factory's free cheesecake disaster is a lesson in scarcity and prices. Uh, headline, Cops fine man protesting facial recognition scan. Uh, headline, Guardians teen charged in death of seven-year-old Manitowoc County boy. Uh, headline, The real reason four cops got shot in Houston last week. Uh, headline, oh, this is going to hit home for you, MC. Banning flavored tobacco and vaping products does not, or vaping products does more harm than good. And finally, headline, Oregon defies logic with its statewide rent control. Uh, usually I'd throw it to you, but I, I again, I figured we'd just do the John Galton one first and see where that takes us. Right on. Unless you, unless you really wanted to talk about one of the other ones. Nope. All right. Friend of the show, this is for you. American anarchist, John Galton. Shot dead in Acapulco. So be safe when you head over there, MC, because who knows <laughs> be how, how many other American anarchists are in danger all of a sudden. An American anarchist who went by the name John Galton was shot dead in his home in the Mexican resort of Acapulco, sending shivers through a tight-knit anti-establishment community of expatriates that organizes events in the violence-torn retreat with seminars on topics as how to make money via cryptocurrencies. A woman describing herself as John's partner, Lily, 
said via social media that she saw the gunman go straight for John and his friend Jason Henza, 43. Henza made it to a private hospital with bullet wounds in his armpit, leg, and hands. Uh, the hospital said he checked out that same day. Mexican police found equipment to process drugs, glass pipes, and marijuana plants at the home. Uh, Lily and Henza both posted videos to Facebook immediately after the shooting. Uh, Lily screamed, I really need help. Somebody please come. In his post, a bearded Henza said in a blood-smattered t-shirt, We were attacked. I've been shot three times. I'm not doing so good. Uh, prior to the shooting, John and Lily hosted weekly meetups at a local restaurant where the self-professed carnivores dined only on meat. Well, there's your problem right there. Vegan power. Uh, back to, I'm just kidding. Uh, they were also busy recruiting speakers for an anarchist conference set, set to take place in Acapulco later in February. The dreadlocked couple, both in their 20s, posted a video to Facebook two months ago calling for attendees at the conference. We want freedom of ideas, John said from the patio of a house that the couple rented for $400 a month, high above the Bay of Acapulco. Waves lapped gently far below and roosters crowed as he spoke. Lily did not respond for request for comment via social media on Saturday. Hansa declined to comment. A U.S. Department, State, uh, Department of State official said the Bureau of Consular Affairs was aware of an investigation into the death of a U.S. citizen in Acapulco, but that it couldn't provide additional information due to privacy considerations. John Galton could be a pseudonym. Oh, you think? Uh, a nod to John Galt, a fictional character who defies convention in Ayn Rand's individualistic tome, Atlas Shrugged. John Galt is idolized among some anarchist groups who resent state overreach. In a separate video posted to a YouTube channel called Press for Truth, uh, John and Lily described how in early 2016 they fled drug charges in the U.S. Uh, John said they each faced up to 25 years in prison for manufacture of a controlled substance, specifically condensing marijuana into powerful extracts that Lily used for chronic pain. No U.S. federal court rec records for drug charges were found under the name John Galton, you think? Uh, in a second video, years later, by Press for Truth, the couple detailed how they were getting by financially through selling glass pipes that Lily blew into shape. When asked about the high crimes, uh, high crime rates in Acapulco, the blue-eyed anarchist with scruffy facial hair said, I'd say it's safer than any big city I've lived in in the U.S., like way safer than Chicago or something like that. Uh, Guerrero State, home to Acapulco, has a murder rate of 64.2 per 100,000 residents, more than two times that of Chicago. Acapulco has become a hotbed for violence between drug gangs. There's pockets of freedoms all over the world, John said in the video. There's so much that's more free about where we live here. Uh, end of the article. Uh, so your thoughts, uh, maybe some speculation, since it wasn't very clear in the article. What would have caused uh, the, the Mexicans to go on the attack of such a peace-loving, drug-doing anarchist? Um... Drugs? I don't know. You think? <laughs> I mean, you're. I mean, I, this was posted in the group by by you know by a buddy of ours, partially because you know the the anarchist convention that they're talking about is most likely an Acapulco, uh, which I think is happening next week. Am I right, MC? Because you're headed yeah. to that. Sure. Yeah. So any any concerns from you, like you know fears, perhaps. Uh, about the dangers of, you know, being an anarchist in such a crime-riddled area. Any protections that you're taking to, to ward off? Mm, I'm going to bring my iPhone. 
Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Mexican police on speed dial? Mm, I don't know. I think I'll be all right. You'll probably be all right. Um, yeah, I'm not really in the in the drug uh, economy, so. And that's the I biggest. Don't... That's the biggest theory that I saw about it was, you know, if if you if you go into a crime riddled area in Mexico, where you know the drug cartels operate, and your competition to them all of a sudden, even if it's your own little community, they may take issue with that. And the article doesn't say, you know, that, you know, that they, they had gotten into it with the cartel or that they were manufacturing certain things that, you know, that, that the cartel would have prohibited as the, what, the, the, the violent governing body of the Anarchopoco area. <laughs> seems, seems like just a scary story, uh, you know, to, to, to attempt to keep people away. Now, is it a bad thing that he got murdered? Absolutely. Uh, but without, without more knowledge of exactly why, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to pin this on him being a, an anarchist or an American, um, you know, or a fake name guy with a suit with an obvious pseudonym, John Galton, right? Like even, even, you know, it's a little weird to even read that that's speculative in the article. Oh, no drug charges found for this guy's fake pseudonym. How ironic. Hmm. So, so John checked out of the hospital and then died. Is that what? No. That, did I read so it? there was another guy, um, Jason Henza, oh, okay. got shot three times, and he went to the hospital and then checked out that day. So he got bullets in the armpit, leg, and hand. Um, they didn't really, they didn't really say uh, where the wounds were for for Galton. Okay. Um, but that he he died in the home, and then his you know partner uh, posted videos on Facebook. Straight away, like, oh my God, he's just been shot. And, hmm. then Jason, and then Jason, like, was part of the video before going to the hospital because he, you know, he said, like, I've just been shot three times, you know, as he sat there in a blood soaked shirt or whatever. Priorities, man. <laughs> Can't let a good crisis go to waste. Got to get some views. Seriously. Oh, man. We didn't, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but did, did, did you see the one article? Um, I may have I may have talked to you about it off air, but the dude that like went on a Grand Theft Auto um, crime spree, right? <laughs> in order to like get the YouTube money, and then got like 120 <laughs> something years in prison instead. <laughs> the the state of the culture, man. It's, it's it's a it's a good enough reason for me to not leave the house very often. <laughs> There's plenty of uh, free entertainment, huh? Seriously, I guess it's oh man, um, we're, we're running out of time. But it it is amazing to me all the dumb stuff that I have that I you know sift through to find these high quality articles um, that we still didn't get to because this one was um, by a friend of the show. Um, but just just the ridiculous nature of things, just man, crazy. I, I actually. I've had uh, difficulty, get, you know, I used to play a lot of video games, not so much anymore. Um, I, I think, uh, like, there's, there's, I don't know, there's so many things on, on the media and, and discussions happening that I I find uh, video games are not as interesting to me anymore, so. That um, is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in the, oddly enough, 
right as since I wrapped up um, Red Dead 2, I'm now playing Just Cause 4, which throughout the series is about like toppling dictatorships in third world island countries or island nations. So this one's like, you know, raise the army and, you know, move the front line to take over the entire country. And, you know, there's a lot of boring, you know, grindy stuff as well. But I, I see your point because I like, again, I read the news a lot and I go, this is insane. The outside world is absolute insanity. Uh, I'd rather just get lost in this fiction world because it makes <laughs> a little bit more sense to me. Like I can figure this stuff out, you know, what's going on out there. I don't know. So, okay. So unre- unrelated to the show and not as a headline, but, uh, another headline outside of this, right? Just to highlight the insanity, uh, man setting up to sue his parents for giving birth to him right. without his consent. That's insane. I, well, I, I don't even think that's newsworthy. Which is why it's not a headline, but I come across it right, yeah, as yeah. I'm looking at other things and yeah. I go like, that's insane. It's, it's, I, and I don't like it when people on the media... Uh, entertain it Re- well yeah entertain it and repost it it's like uh um yeah it's, <laughs> there's there's more relevant things going on i guess <laughs> and most likely true uh, but again in in the minds of the public right t- to me that type of headline is indicative of like you know we talked about earlier like a cultural shift like those people are going to get what they deserve and whatever they have come into them is likely uh, a 100% reflection on the way they've been in the past. And the problem is, with that dominating the news cycle, right, and and with people being so anti-Trump that they're going to convert to socialism just in order to, like, stump Trump <laughs> right. or whatever, you know, whatever the next fucking uh, campaign slogan is going to be. Right. Like that's, you know, <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs all around. All right. Final thoughts? No, no. I'll see you uh, when I get back from uh, Acapulco. Sweet. You can fill us in then. Don't get shot. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com, minds.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, and still on Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all later. Peace.